Um, what should we call this one? I should have been thinking about I do this every time. <laughs> I do this every time. Um, the worst human being is spiritually fucked. She's worse. She's the worst human that might possibly She exist. is the leechiest. Chanel gon' tell. <laughs> Chanel gon' tell. <laughs> Chanel gon' tell. that dog that everything's on fire Ugh. today was a dumpster fire but i'm okay yeah honestly as long as i continue to be productive i can as long as i can see no no don't no. be productive well i can i just need to see why i'm tired and that'll make me that'll kind of fill me back up again <laughs> i don't know it's just like the you know all my efforts all the efforts, like the fruits today, of your labors, relishing in the fruits of your labors is something else, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like cleaning your whole room. Oh yeah, clean sheets, mm-hmm. laying down at the end of the night. Yeah, yep. That's what I felt like my house did. Yeah, I um recently put on my duvet cover. Ooh, <laughs> I've been not. <laughs> I haven't had my duvet cover on in so long because uh, duvet it's, covers. Yeah, they're so hard but to I put on. But I recently was like, oh, I should use this. And um, and it's getting cold, so maybe like the extra. And it extra... was like, ooh. Tommy walked into our room and was like, why is every, it feels so like cozy. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh, the duvet. That duvet The cover. duvet. <laughs> I do love your duvet cover though. It's just plain white. I... No, it's the one with the stripes. Oh, no, I got rid of that. Why? Because it was funky. It was so cozy, though. It was okay. Okay. My new duvet is, like, way cozier than that one. Did you buy a new duvet cover? Um, It was, like, a duvet and a duvet cover, but it was from Amazon. It was super cheap, and (gasps) it was super cozy. So I hear that there's some viral freaking sheets the on the Amazon. Ones? I don't know, but they're oh. like, they're supposed to be all the rage. They're so cozy. Did you buy them? Yeah. I have the sheets. I have the duvet cover. <gasps> I have Send the duvet. Send me a link. Yeah. And they're all like super inexpensive. I went to an Airbnb like when we went to Joshua Tree like when... a few years ago. Oh. We stayed at a place and I was like, these sheets are so amazing. So, so I like. found the tag. <laughs> Oh, I bought the same pillows from the Airbnb. I took <laughs> pictures of everything. Of course. I was like, this is like the best sleep and it's like so luxurious. And then I was like, oh, these are probably so expensive. And I looked them up and it was like the sheets were like a key, like king size sheets on Amazon were $30. Fuck off. Are and you serious? And they are serious? so comfy. When I switched them, when I like switched them, when I washed them back to my other ones, mm-hmm. Tommy's like disappointed. <laughs> okay. Send me the link. I need link. Yeah. Okay. I'll send Link. I'll put Link in the show notes. Even Ooh. though they don't sponsor us. I'll do everyone a solid. <laughs> yes. If I remember. 
I'll remind you because I want Link. <laughs> I, I want Link. link. <laughs> I want Link. Send me Link. Um, okay. So today. Go on. <laughs> the grin. Well, first, the I grin. Find, I have to find the notes. It's actually like not funny at all. <laughs> Like, at all. Okay, hold on. But, uh, (laughs) I, and I do, um, I need to shout out, hold on, I need to shout out whoever narrated the audiobook, because I read the book, And then listened to the audiobook? No, I didn't read the book, I only listened to the audiobook. I was driving around so much, going from one place to another, and I'm... (laughs) Reading the Britney Spears book. And <gasps> oh my god, how is that going? Side note. Oh my god. So it is rough. And uh I don't I get why they just like let it go. But there's a lot of stories where she's just like, um these guys showed up with huge guns outside our tour bus and everyone was freaking out. And I don't know what happened, but we were able to get through the border. Honestly, like stories like that where I don't really know what happens, but I'm like, but what if are we, we yeah. are we reading about this? So I keep seeing it show up on the Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't watch it. No, it's I'm, too I can't. It's too cringe and it's too sad. Yeah, I'm not there. I don't want to like, I'm for sure into the juice. And honestly, I don't know if Sandra wouldn't have bought Jade and I a coffee. <laughs> She did not buy you guys coffees. Yeah, we're passing it around. Did it come to you next? No, I don't want it. You don't want to read it? No, I'm. It, it'll make me sad. I, I can't. It doesn't make you just. I don't know. It doesn't make me sad. It's just like a oh god. I don't know. Okay. Some of it you're like, okay, go Brit. But other times you're like, ugh. Yeah, for me, I'm just kind of like the demise of a fucking human. And I can't. I can't watch that kind of train wreck. Yeah. I can't read about it either. It'll make me, it'll, I'll, I'll spiral. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I'm too, like, in my feelings all the yeah. time. Um, it's really funny when she talks about Kevin Federline. Cause, like. <gasps> okay, like, bits and pieces like that. <laughs> mm. Like, how did he dance his way into her life? Like, it's so fucking crazy to me. No, he didn't. She didn't, he wasn't really, like, a backup dancer. She met him somewhere else. And hired him to go with her to be, like, a backup dancer because she wanted him with her. And then she would be like, you know, he had this career, which is, like, so sweet that he's trying so hard. But it's, like, not going well. Oh, my God. Um, but, no, so I was – I'm reading that. And then I'm reading this, like, today. other shit. I don't know. He makes so much money off of her. He probably I'm has sure to do he does. That's really sad. See, I can't fucking – Yeah. Can't. Um, but so yeah, I had all these things. So I was like, I'm gonna give my eyes a break and I'm gonna listen to the audiobook. It's called The Woman Who Fooled the World by Bo Donnelly and Nick Toscano. They're the two reporters that like broke this story. And um it is narrated. Hold on. Does it say who narrated this? Because he is a fucking gem. James Saunders. I need to see what he looks like. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know he what he sounds like. He's a fucking gem. He's an Australian guy. So dry. <gasps> so dry. But he, um, and if this doesn't entice you to listen to the audiobook, I don't know what will. 
<laughs> is that he James uh, Saunders? He's talking about someone's voicemail message, and after a whole lot of like dry talking like this, oh, he's like he starts singing Kylie Minogue, and he starts <gasps> going. La 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 I don't know if it's legal for me to like even post this if I can find it at the end, but I'm going to because narrate audio books narrated by James Saunders. I had to stop. I made Tommy listen to it. I was like, "Can you please tell me I've not just gone crazy?" He makes a killing off of narrating. He's he's narrated so many. I mean, he's got like such a sweet voice. He also does like really good impressions of what I assume these people sounded like. Perhaps Kylie. I've never really done, and Kylie Minogue, I've never really done an audiobook before. So that was a very good experience. I, uh, this has to be him. It's him. I don't have, wait, hold on. Can your eyeballs? Oh, yeah, it looks Does it look like it? Does the voice Yeah, the the voice, the voice and the face match. Very handsome. He's got a strong jawline. A very strong jaw. He kind of has like a Daniel Radcliffe jaw. He does. Have you seen Miracle Workers? And he has great blue eyes. No. Miracle Workers? You guys should watch it. It's so good. Speaking okay. of Daniel Radcliffe, I freaking love him. Okay, so the okay, story. Sorry. sorry. Tangent. Do you know who Belle Gibson is? Did you say Belle Gibson? Yeah, not Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> like, not uh, Mel Gibson. I do not Belle know. Gibson. Is she related to the Mel? No. Oh, because that would have been weird. <laughs> That would have been fucking weird. No, I don't know who Belle Gibson is. Who is the Belle of the Gibson? Annabelle Natalie Gibson. Oh, I love the name Annabelle, though. Or Belle. uh, Was born in 1991 in Tasmania. And that is a fact that wasn't really known until a few years ago. Because she often claimed to be born in 1989. To be older? Yeah. Why? There's more on that later. All right. Um, in Australia, I'm, like, I'm trying to say young. I'm trying to say youthful. <laughs> it is very weird that and by two um, years. I know. Okay. All right. Sure. Um, so this so, is my sister. She's my sister's age. Yes. Wait. She was born in '91. Erin. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. Crazy. So in Australia's Women's Weekly magazine in 2015, she had claimed to have never known her father and grew up caring for her mother, who was afflicted by multiple sclerosis and chronic fatigue, and for an autistic brother in Brisbane. She said, quote, When I started school, my mom went, My daughter's grown up now. All of a sudden, I was walking to school on my own, making school lunches, and cleaning the house every day. It was my responsibility to do the grocery shopping, do the washing, arrange medical appointments, and pick up my brother. I didn't have toys. The magazine calls it implausibly Dickensian. What? I don't even know what that means. What? Dickensian? Like, can okay. I have some more, Oh, I'm like... Like Oliver? Like Oliver? No! And honestly... Dickensian? All of our 12 listeners are not going to also know what Dickensian means. Uh, Hunter for sure would. <laughs> Hunter, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Yes, you- Dickensian. Can I have but some implausibly. more? Impl- so, like, 
uh, like okay yeah that doubtful. sounds like doubtful well, d- 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 yeah much. doubtful yeah but it's an Australian magazine, so implausibly Dickensian feels like feels like the right okay feels all like right, Australian like okay. okay. It's like it's like okay, we're calling bullshit without saying calling bullshit. Yeah, because it sounds like a really fucking hard life. Okay, so what we do know is that she grew up with she did grow up with a single mother who indeed have MS. Her brother was not autistic. Uh, and her mother claims, and I can't verify that she's even a credible source, um, but she claims all this bullshit and she worked herself basically into an early grave to provide for Belle and her brother. Oh my God. So in 2006. Okay. Silent burp. Burp through your nose. (laughs) That was a nose burp if I've ever seen one. Those ones make my eyes water. Melted in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> it rose. It rose from up. the depths. Uh, so in 2006, she was attending Wynnum State High School in Brisbane. A former student said that Bill um, made up a cancer story while there to try to stop her boyfriend at the time from breaking up with her. Another school friend says that she was a drama queen and there was always something going on. At one stage, she oh, this is a quote. <laughs> at one stage, she was an emo. Then a skater girl. Then she was a surfer chick. She was always something different. That same friend also said Belle never mentioned an autistic brother or a mother with multiple sclerosis. Uh, Many former classmates have come forward uh, that she was constantly pushing anti-vaccination claims. She claimed to have been a test tube baby. (laughs) Oh my God. She has. She claimed to be the witness protection program. Oh my god. So nobody's gonna she's zero credibility, zero no. anything. And no. she's gonna just lie through her teeth to anybody that will listen, is what it sounds yeah. like. That Test tube baby is like what really got me? Because I was like, I don't know. Um she also claimed yeah. to be severely overweight, but showed photos of her through her childhood. There's that's never the case. Okay, girl, same. Cause I feel like I had like I remember thinking in high school I was like the heaviest I've ever been and Oh god, and then you look uh, back at pictures and then you're like, oh god. I would literally die to be my I actually don't want to ever be that skinny again. But I remember thinking I was like, oh my god, I'm so fat. I hate that word, by the way. <laughs> Why'd you say it with such vigor? Because I was like my, I channeled my high school self. <laughs> and I was like, Meh. um And I wasn't. No. And, yeah, okay, go ahead. I also think it's a product of the era that we grew up in. One was like very much like, you're Jennifer Aniston or you're shit. Literally, do you remember? Okay, um, Jessica Alva, when she oh, came out yes. with Honey or whatever. Yeah. Just the tiniest little, beautiful body. Yeah. But... Not mine, right? Not like, for no, me, ever. no, never. No. My body, I could have been in the most tip top shape. No, my body will never be that. So, a hundred percent, mine would never be that. I so tangent alert. I love that the kids these days are growing up in an era where everybody is beautiful. Yeah, because we didn't get that. Yeah. Okay. 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 Sorry. So, uh, Belle dropped out out her sophomore year of high school and moved to Perth. And she started to work in a call center at a private health insurer where she would heal, hear details of clients' ailments. 
She said, quote, I was hearing some horrible things about what people were going through, and it's fair to question whether or not this is where she kind of picks up. I was just going to say. a lot of the information that she kind of carries with her down the road. Of course. She's like, oh, wait, this is what they're saying? And this is the, the attention mm-hmm. they're getting? Like, she's, oh, gosh, she's, she's like the worst. I'm already feeling like she's the worst. Because I feel like she's going to prey on good people. And, like, for all the sympathies and just, yeah, I could, okay, I feel that. I feel your face, too. La, 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 la. <laughs> So, wait, it's kind of, so does Mr. Saunders, does he have an Australian accent? Yeah. So it's perfect. It is perfect. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Listen to the audio, but, Okay. So here in Perth is where she got involved in the local skateboarding scene. Okay. Not sure if she skated, which is fine, but she was. So she was a poser. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. don't know. I don't care. I was, I'm not sure. She doesn't strike me as a person who skated, but like, I don't know. What do I know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to gatekeep uh, who I think is yeah can be a skater or whatever but anyway so she was on the message boards on skateboard.com.au which is why i feel like maybe she didn't skate oh um and this is where she started posting about her illnesses so in may 2009 on the skateboard.com.au forum (laughs) she said quote Tomorrow afternoon, I go back into hospital for round three of heart surgeries. I'm heart not- surgeries all of a sudden? <laughs> this I'm bitch. Not, I know. I'm not worried about the cancer. Oh I'm worried God. about the heart disease and brain clotting. Well, last time I had this procedure, I went into cardiac arrest, dot, dot, dot. So, yeah, I've died before. I'm putting up a fight, but hey, chemo and three heart procedures might kill me. She's so fucking exhausting. <laughs> Honest to God. You've never been this done I, so quick. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. I cannot with her already. And all of this fake sympathy that she's like reaching out for makes me want to just find her face and punch it. I know. Literally. It's so good. Oh. The punchability. Punchability so, is strong. So the next day, she posts, quote, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I had surgery surgery seven hours ago in the midst of a blackout, cyclone, and storms in Perth. What I just the fuck? Up. <laughs> I just woke up out of a coma type thing. I had no idea what was going on. The nurse came in when the alarms went off to say I was no longer in code blue or something. They fussed around for a bit and then asked for my next of kin details because I didn't put anyone down. I refuse to give details because I have a gnarly mom. Anyway, the doctor comes in and tells me that the draining failed and I went into cardiac arrest and died for just three minutes. I have the most intense bruising from the paddles where they electrocuted me back into consciousness when, and went straight into a coma situation for six hours and woke up crying from my iPhone. Oh, my <laughs> fuck. Thank you. What? <laughs> Honestly, I've never read it out loud it's before. It's like worse. Sounds when so when I read it with awful. My eyes, it's bad, but when I read it out loud, it's like... <laughs> it was bad for me too. <laughs> Not because you read it, but it <laughs> sounded so, so bad. Like I was mad at you for a second. <laughs> 
I, I mean, was rolling my, my eyes at you. <laughs> they electrocuted me back, back into, into consciousness. consciousness. <laughs> Fuck off. My iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, because my mom is gnarly. My like mom's literally gnarly. like she is so exhausting already. This is like the type of person where I already am like fuck to the no. Nope. Not even gonna even yeah. entertain. I will not entertain. <laughs> no. Zeros. I'm giving zeros. And the fact that she's like, she, oh my gosh, she's like an OG catfisher. Probably not that OG because no. she's like my sister's age, but you know what I mean. Yeah, wasn't that like the catfish guy? Like, wasn't that we were in? Well, no, oh, I'm just saying. Like, oh. she just is like reaching out to the people on the interwebs, being like, "Oh, I fucking died," and then yeah. oh, I did all these, you know, survived a storm in my <laughs> coma. God. Um, mid two thousand nine, she moves to Melbourne. In October 2009, she tweets, quote, Obama won the Nobel Peace Prize. This is more fucked than the government giving me cancer. Oh. When asked after everything had come out about all this and what, like, asked what this tweet meant, she's like, I don't, I don't even know. She's like, (laughs) cannot. Must have been, must have been the chemo talking. Uh Uh-huh. God. In January 2010, she became pregnant and starts posting to the message boards on whattoexpect.com, which, have you ever been on the message boards? Yes! They're all fucking terrifying. Insane. Yes! They're insane, and it's a very, like, responsive community. Like, when I was pregnant, like, when I was pregnant and when the kids were little, like, that's where you first, the first thing that pops up when you, like... Oh, pregnant? What oh, to expect? Have, expecting. have pain in my side. Fear of the book. Am I dying? And then, like, there's some message board where someone's like, yes. You're go, certainly, you're certainly dying. dying. Go, go to, to the, the doctor. Hospital. Make yeah. sure you can feel the baby kicking. Da-da-da-da-da. Uh-huh. Like, and it's horror all stories. fear-mongering. Is that the right Yeah. Name? Yeah, it's all that. And and it's, it's so crazy because, like, you want to be like, oh, like, I want to find... You really have to, like, be level-headed enough to read between the bullshit mm-hmm. and and understand what's real and what's not. Yeah. Message boards, I think, are always just volatile as fuck. Oh, gosh. I mean, I think that there's, like, some that are, like, kind and, like, there are people that are there supportive and they're... Mm-hmm. But in my experience, I have always been like, oh, fuck. Well, this is the thing. You, like... You... And this is not what she's, you know... You really have to find your people, and you're not mm-hmm. going to find your people on a message board. You yeah. really are not. Like, people who are, like-minded or, you know, and it's okay to, like, disagree with people, obviously, but, like, if you have a what-the-fuck moment so many times, maybe it's just not what you should be, you know, like, yeah. pivot, figure out a different, you know, yeah. outlet or whatever, but... Yeah. So it makes oh, sense oh, that she expect. is... On these message boards. All these mothers so listening to her very bullshit. involved in the community and also fully immersed herself in the narrative of having cancer and all of the pregnant. complications that come with it and worrying about the baby. And so she elicits sympathy by lamenting that she doesn't have a support system. She's like, oh, I see all you girls getting ready for your baby shower and I don't have any family and no one is going to come up here and I'm just alone and I don't have any money. And just like 
being I'm sure she got all sorts of shit because this is the thing. Yeah. When there is no tribe like a mom tribe, and I think that's Mm -hmm. true. I really do. People who will just throw everything to the wayside to help another mom, Mm -hmm. like, it's it's real. So I feel like she's just sucking in all of that. These are, like, high emotions, high hormonal, like, all the, you know, who are just happy to, and, like, feel, like, gifted enough to be, you know, like, they they would get a gift by giving kind of thing. I don't know how to explain that right. Yeah. She kind of reminds me of, um, and what we do with the shadows, the emotional vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa Bates yeah, character. Yeah, where they were like, <laughs> what did she, she do? Oh, she has she's like, like some sob story she's like, with like she's everything. She's like, oh, that's, your dog is so cute. My dog died. My dog died. He had like a really rare like, form of cancer and then got hit by a car. His stomach just kept eating itself. <laughs> yes. And then he had a good day. And then he got hit by a car. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that's when, like, she kind of reminds yeah. me of, is that almost exact character. It makes me sad because I feel like these are, like, new moms who are just, like, and so heart forward. And she's literally. Of all of their joy. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, I feel oh, so bad I need for to do something person. for her. Mm-hmm. I just, like, oh, I want to be there for her. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then she's going to keep playing the violin to that tune because she's loving all of it. Yeah. So I hate her. She gives birth to her baby sometime in early to <gasps> early 2010. So she really was pregnant. Is baby baby's fine? Okay, baby's fine. So she gives birth to a son with her then boyfriend Nathan Corbett. Um, I do know the baby's name, but I'm not going to um, post it because he's a baby still. So not a baby still. He's well, a and teen, we well, but, we protect the babies. Yeah. Um, by all accounts, she was actually a very good and loving mother. Okay, this is what I'm going to say. No, the fuck she isn't. Because if she's that... Yeah. Then the damage that she's going to do to the... I'm sure the child is fed. I'm sure the child is right now okay. There's going to be some shit where this... There's going to be unreversible damage. Yes. At this point, yes. That sucks. Because of her actions. But by most accounts, she was... A very doting mother. Okay. Maybe that's maybe that's the more appropriate. Okay. Yeah, she's a very doting mother. Okay. Um, in October 2011, she went in for a neurological assessment following complaints of um, eye pain, slurred speech, and memory loss, and she was told everything was fine. Yeah, because the neurologist wrote to her GP that the symptoms are most likely just a result of being an exhausted new mom. And uh, she and her boyfriend split in 2012, but remained very good friends. She was involved in many natural parenting groups on Facebook in Melbourne. And around this time, she started brainstorming ideas for her health and wellness app and even put out a poll on her group to help name it. So in 2012, she says that she suffers a miscarriage at five months with her new partner, Clive Rothwell. She says this was the impetus of starting her Instagram account to share about the loss and her cancer journey. And she maintains that the miscarriage actually did happen. Um, but on May 13th, she lip, she launches her Instagram account healing underscore bell and her bio read bell Gibson game changer with brain cancer plus a food obsession. The fuck? Mm-hmm. 
And at this time, Instagram was still very community driven. It wasn't as much like, like now, like I feel like maybe five years later, yeah. there was a lot more influencers. influencers but like at this lot. time, it was still like the comments were very like um, people you know, like Facebook, or... like Facebook groups was still a big thing. Um, it like there was a lot of conversations going on, mm-hmm. and all of the comments people would reply back. Yeah. Like whoever's like it wasn't it was. so like it wasn't like the big animal that it is. It yeah. is. It wasn't. It was just a different time. Mm-hmm. And um, sure, her account kind of looked like that Bo Burnham, uh, Why Woman Instagram. That was her Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's just like pictures of a moon, <laughs> shadow of a flower. <laughs> It was like that was it. Uh-huh. Like looking over one shoulder. <laughs> it, that was like her Instagram was like a white woman's Instagram. Oh, okay. Uh, there was inf- like inspirational quotes, posts of foods, little snippets of her and her son. Um, on Facebook, she told <laughs> she told her community she was healing her malignant brain cancer with natural medicine, Gerson therapy, and food. Gerson therapy is based on the belief that the disease is caused by an accumulation of toxins and attempts to treat the disease by having patients consume a mostly vegetarian diet, including hourly glasses of organic juice and various dietary supplements. No animal proteins are allowed in the diet um, under the unproven premise that tumors develop as a result of of pancreatic enzyme deficiency. In addition, patients receive enemas of coffee, castor, oh, castor oil, and sometimes hydrogen peroxide or ozone. I'm, they're just going to literally shove coffee up your bunghole. Yeah. Ozone. Ozone. Like, like is that just like, air? <laughs> I'm so confused. Is that just Is it like air space? from space? Did somebody go up there and jar it? Did they jar it just so you <laughs> did they shove it up your asshole? Is that what happened? Coffee, castor oil, and just space air. I feel like if you never mind. Were you gonna know. say it sounds like you would shit so well? Well, no, I was gonna say you'd probably <laughs> fucking die. Like, but that's never mind. Are you thinking of putting blood in your air in your blood? shit on hippy dippy right but no does not work does not match like cannot does not compute (laughs) does not compute um another another player in this space at the time was a woman named jess ainsco who went by the handle the wellness warrior she received a very rare diagnosis of epithelioid sarcoma in 2008 when she was only 22 my eyes see numbers and it like discombobulates yeah. <laughs> and I'm like uh uh yeah. in my brain anyway so Ainsco after initially doing a round of chemo turned to alternative treatments including that Gerson therapy she had a massive a massive massive following including Bell Gibson and she was proof of concept that the narrative could 
be financially lucrative because she was like holding events. She had like she she was raking it in. She wrote a book. Jeez. She had a blog. Um, Bell following kind of this same roadmap uh-huh. amasses twenty thousand follow or tw- no sorry twenty thousand. 200,000 okay. followers in the first three months. What the fuckage? No, that's insane. And this was back when, like, I don't even think that you could get, like, bots to... To, like, bot. Yeah, bots weren't boughten yet. No, bots weren't boughten. Um, These were humans. So followers were, like, in awe of this woman who had gone through so much, has brain cancer, yet she is, like, this glowing picture of health. Yeah. She's just like, they're like, wow, like her nail buds look amazing. She doesn't have circles in her eyes. She's not tired. She's doing all this. Like she's they're like, inspiring. wait a minute. And and you know what? These followers are probably people who desperate. Yes. And yes. who are like, oh, she's a beacon of hope. Yeah. So August 2013, Belle launches the whole pantry app. It's at to advocate healthy eating. It was downloaded 200,000 times on the first day. Oh. It's voted Apple's best food and drink app of 2013. Oh. Often, she's credited as a developer. She said that she, like, went and learned coding real quick. (laughs) (laughs) But she really hired freelancers on the cheap, and the app was actually very beautiful. And that is to the credit of the developers. Alex not Benev- yeah Alex Benevento and Christopher Horner with designer Zane David who Thank I you. just wanted to shout them give them out that. because they did a good job Zane designer Zane David said that she used her cancer to get discounts in their services that's fucking disgusting yes so being married to a developer you would understand that like designer sorry <laughs> did I well, edit it I mean, out whatever edit it out <laughs> edit it out edit it out but that would be like Tommy doing all this hard work on something. Literally, that happens all the time. It's pretty I'm common not getting space. credit. Ah. Yeah, that's pretty common space for fucking nasty. I know. Um, so during this time, her star was rising. Mm. She was like the shit. Uh, her fo- her followers, like the count rose, and she became an authority on treating your own cancer. She would post about goji berries and mango steam powder, about drinking coconut milk to hydrate your connective tissue, which is not a thing. And at the time... Super misinfo. Mm -hmm. Her personal trainer was like, Please stop. You need to quit it. He's like, like you need to stop. All these people. He's like, you are. It's an abuse of spouting power. off shit that's not true. He's like, coconut milk does not hydrate your connective tissue. That is not a. It thing. It is not it. It's not a thing. Um. So she was recruited by Apple to work on a top secret <gasps> project, and at the time they were developing the Apple Watch and wanted the whole pantry app to be featured and preloaded onto all the devices. Oh my so god! This what is an like opportunity. a really that's a big yes. It Jeez. was a huge deal. So they flew out to Cupertino. They like gave her the whole like song and dance. She had her own team there, and um, she began to help develop like the app that would be on the watch, which. I never had the app, so I don't exactly know no. how it would work on your watch. Yeah, I don't know. Or I didn't have the app, so I don't know. Anyway, she also got a cookbook deal through Lantern Books, which is a, subsi- a subsidiary of Penguin, and developed a close relationship with the team there, sending them thoughtful gifts and charming little like 
charming little trinkets all the time yeah and then of course she like had her whole like oh i have brain cancer and like sprinkle that in yeah and so everyone was like oh my god she's so sweet and so thoughtful and like this poor girl what she's been through she's so strong so she fundraises and promotes her app by claiming sales would be donated to various charities like school building in sierra leone support for mothers and their babies in developing countries protecting asylum seekers human rights and the family of Joshua Schwartz, a terminally ill five-year-old boy who needed life-saving treatment overseas. Belle had befriended Penny, the boy's mother, and the two had become very, very close. That's... I know. So this is the thing. This is how I feel. I feel like she's doing a lot of great things under the wrong guise, right? Is that the right way to say that? Like, I feel like, like, sure, she's, like, raising money for people who really need it and, like, trying to, oh, no. Okay. Now I'm mad at her. <laughs> now I'm fucking mad. Because <laughs> it doesn't feel like that's where this is going. I feel like she's going to take all their monies and rip everybody off. Oh, my God! No, I haven't gone there yet. Fuck. I haven't gone there yet. I hate her. <laughs> I literally hate her. A complete... So I hard. knew I hated her the second you started describing her. The second. I honestly, so I feel like um, I I did. So like when I was writing this, have that moment of like, should I <laughs> write her like all oh, this is true? And I just couldn't do it. No. I couldn't do it because I was like, oh, it would be really fun if I, you made you think all oh, this was true. And then I was I like, would just it was all shit up. And then I would literally go home feeling like distraught. And then like, and then I was like, I can't. Like, I can't. No, you could not straight faced tell me that all the shit was like. No, and real. honestly, even if I did, none of it added up, and you would have smelt. You yeah. would have. You would have smelt that. My shit. red flags are like, yeah, alert, 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 alert. <laughs> Um, in early to mid-2014, she hosted a birthday party for her son. The Schwartz family was in attendance. Uh, you know, that little boy mm-hmm. that I was talking about. And as guests were leaving, she dropped to the floor and started to violently convulse. Was it real? Seizures lasted 40 minutes intermittently. She was probably just spazzing out. And she laid on the floor as guests stroked her forehead and encouraged her to get better. And we're like, it's okay. It's all better. Her son was there. Joshua Schwarz was there. They they sent them upstairs. They had to step over her body as it was convulsing to like get the kids away. So fucked up Um, how scary for these kids yeah terrifying yeah and so a lot of people were like we need to call an ambulance and they were like no no no, she doesn't like dealing with like traditional doctors no like don't call an ambulance and then she like would be like oh she doesn't like dealing with doctors who can call her on her shit yeah she's like i'm fine please don't i'm fine i just need rest i just need that was me i don't know if that was me doing uh bell gibson or me doing uh the mom the mom from bluey (laughs) oh or James Saunders. <laughs> the best narrator ever. I know. Uh, so on July 29th, 2014, Belle announced on her Instagram that her, can- her cancer had spread. She said, quote, with frustration and ache in my heart, it hurts me to find space tonight to let you all know with love and strength. <laughs> Fuck her. I'm so mad at her. 
that I've been diagnosed with a third and fourth cancer. <sighs> she said the brain had spread to her blood, spleen, brain, uterus, and liver. It was news to the teams at both Apple and Lantern, as well as all of her friends. So, like, she posted, if this were true, she posted this on Instagram before Before she told anybody, anybody that she cared about. Yes. Or quote-unquote cared about. On September 14th, Apple announced her app will be featured on its, like, on the new watch. It was, like, a big announcement, a big thing. And then maybe a week or two later, her friend Chanel McAuliffe and Jared Briffa drove to Belle's house, only call her five minutes before they arrive to tell her that they're coming. And she's, Jared asks, is there anything you want to tell us? Is there anything you've been untruthful about? Like, we're your friends. We won't judge you. Mm-hmm. We love you. And she's Save like, space. Yeah. And then Chanel is just like, are you even sick? Do you have cancer? Thank you, Chanel. Yes. She, Fuck I yeah, think, Chanel. is the hero of this whole story. And then Belle was incredulous. And she was like, of course I have cancer. How dare you? And then Chanel asked, like, what, like, about the doctor that gave her the recent diagnosis? She's like, who, who is this doctor? Who is this? And she says, Dr. Phil. Fuck you. See? And she was like, are you fucking serious? You're going to tell me it was Dr. Phil? The Dr. Phil? And she claimed that he picked her up, took her to his practice. She didn't know where this practice was. Um, she don't know what, she doesn't know what happened to Dr. Phil because he disappeared. Fuck you. And that she said that he was, she was told that his practice is, his practice was questionable by someone who used to work there. And so then Chanel was like, okay, well, so if he was questionable, don't you think that your diagnosis is questionable? Hello? Don't you want a second opinion? And she's like, I'm just too busy. And she's like, okay, well. Too busy? Yeah. Too busy like, to find the out the deets about your entire well-being? Yeah. She's like, I've got the app and I've got the book. And she's like, oh, what about your son? Doesn't he deserve to know if his mother is like really Sick dying or not, of cancer? Or... And she's like, I just don't have time. So then Chanel goes upstairs. No time to find out if you have cancer. This is the thing. It doesn't. The math ain't mathin', bitch. The math I'm ain't so mathin'. fucking annoyed by her. Yeah. So then Chanel goes upstairs where Clive, her boyfriend, boyfriend. is putting like her son down. And she's like, I need to know what's going on. Does she have cancer? And then she said he was quiet for a very long time. And then he says, I need to protect that little boy. And she was like, protect him from what? And he's like, she's not sick. And she will just try to destroy anyone that tries to expose her. Oh, my. And that's where we leave off. Fuck off! What? (laughs) Fuck off! Oh, my God. Oh my god. I know. Chanel's a bad bitch. She is a bad bitch. And she's gonna get to the bottom of this. I know. And I feel like her boyfriend. I don't know if it's her boyfriend. Or whoever this oh, man this is. Clive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clive. Is gonna come out. Cause he's here to protect the baby. I'm a little unclear about what his role is. But I did, in the book, they did mention that, like, he actually did think that she had cancer for a very long time. Oh, no, I'm sure. And then. And then I feel like he started sniffing her out and being like, she. Well, his father got cancer. And he saw his father go through cancer. And he's like, that's not like like that. One thing here is not like the other. Not like the other. 
And it's not, uh, to yeah. be fair, like for every, like and it's, so somehow it's, not always back, the same. And so maybe right? he goes back just for the, just for the son that, I mean, which is cool, but I mean, I think he's still with her. So. What? Yeah. Today? Spoiler alert. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 How are you with somebody that you know is complete bullshit? No. No, I don't know. That's don't, not worth. Literally, I would have the two seconds in, I would have been like, "Not my people." Goodbye. I can't. No. Um, what should we call this one? I should have been thinking about. I do this every time. <laughs> I do this every time. Um, the worst human being is spiritually fucked. She's worse. She's the worst human that might possibly She is the leechiest. Chanel gonna tell. (laughs) Chanel gonna tell. Chanel gonna tell. Goddamn. Okay. She's the worst. Thank you for listening. Yes. Stay tuned for part two. Please follow us on Instagram at spiritually effed podcast. Rate and review our podcast. It really helps. And that is all. We will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.